You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills, another podcast for you this week. If you didn't catch my podcast earlier in the week where I got to catch up with Joe Marino, host of Locked On Bills and the new author of his book, Go Bills, which will be coming out. Go back in the archives and be sure to check that out. And of course, check out all of our fantastic shows this week as we certainly have you covered as the Buffalo Bills get ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night at Arrowhead Stadium. Really with this podcast today, honestly, recording and just wanted to kind of chat with you guys for a little bit. Uh, not like a, a huge topic of conversation, not like a big game preview. Part of me thought I might take a look back at the week five matchup these teams had. And I don't know, right? You kind of, you you look at the past and <laughs> what good does that, does that do for you? So I think there's been so much conversation this week about last year's AFC championship game, again, about week five. And honestly, when I think of the Bills, I just feel like, gosh, it's such a different team than, you know, than they were a year ago, than they were in week five. And you can say the same thing about the Chiefs, right? I mean, you're going to have two great football teams that get together on Sunday night. And it's going to be really interesting to see which team comes out on top. Of course, right from from my standpoint, I, I expect that team to be the Buffalo Bills. But just like last weekend's game against the New England Patriots, you're you're excited, you're nervous, you you don't really know what to to think or how to feel. And I think as you look online, there's some fans that you know certainly have a, a bit more bravado than I do. Some that are certainly much more uh, pessimistic heading into to Sunday night than I am. But really, we just wait and see, right? And that's all you can do. I think when you go through all of these pieces and uh, Aaron Quinn from cover one was on a podcast with Pat Moran, our, our, our great friend from the talking Buffalo podcast. And Aaron made a great comparison for the bills, right. And, and tying it to, to Michael Jordan's bulls before they won any of the championships and really having to get over that hurdle. That was the Detroit Pistons. And at least right now for the Buffalo Bills, right, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Detroit Pistons standing in the way of the Buffalo Bills. You, you could say things in the past, right, like, it, you know, the, the Patriots could have been that to an extent or whatnot. But, you know, when you look at the team that knocked the Bills out of the playoffs last year and now heading into this game Sunday, I, I thought that was a, a, a pretty smart analogy that Aaron made. And I think that's one that I would – that I would stick with, right? For many ways, it's like, okay, here's the team that bullied you last year in the AFC Championship game. You lost your composure. Now you get a chance to go against them in the playoffs once again. That's it. That's it. And that's where we find ourselves with the Bills 
right now. And again, they don't, you know, I'm not calling Josh Allen, Michael Jordan. I'm not predicting six championships or any of those things. I'm just saying, as you look at it, right. And thinking back to my, my youth and following Michael Jordan in the Chicago Bulls, I thought that was a comparison that, that made a lot of sense that really did. Um, a couple of news related items that I should probably touch base with you guys on as well. I mean, first off, the Buffalo Bills injury report, really there's no one on it. Um, Mario Addison was a full participant at practice on Friday. Um, there are no injury designations for anyone on the Bills. Um, it was a veteran's rest day for Stefan Diggs, which he usually does on a Friday. But honestly, you can take a look at things and say the Bills are as healthy as they could be heading into Sunday night. And, you know, and I have been one, I've, I've criticized Mario Addison at times, you know, a little bit on the podcast. I try not to do too much of that sometimes in conversations with friends and it just, you, you take a step back and you just think to yourself, like, you know what, Addison down the stretch has played well. He has delivered those sacks, leading the team, being that veteran presence. Um, so I'm glad to see that he is healthy and good to go for Sunday, of course, barring any sort of setback that might happen leading up to kickoff. So that was a piece of it, right? And when you just talk about injuries and just, gosh, for the Bills to, to be in a decent spot here right now as it relates to that. And I know some of you might be saying like, well, hey, don't forget Tredavious White. Like, of course, right? I mean, Tredavious White being out of this game is is such a piece that you really look at and you will continue to talk about Um in so many ways, right? So you you push that off to the side, but for you know the top fifty three that they can have on the field right now, you're you're in that position. So let's see what happens um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Just real quick, and this is their Friday injury report: Rashad Fenton, nickel cornerback for them. He has not practiced any of the last three days. He is listed as questionable at this time. Daryl Williams, the running back, he did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. He was a limited participant on Friday. He is also listed as questionable. Um, Anthony Hitchens, the linebacker, he was a limited participant in practice on Thursday and Friday. No injury designation for him. So certainly you could expect to, um, you know, to see him play at that time. Um, another question for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we saw that misdemeanor charge against linebacker Willie Gay. Um, He did return to practice on Friday and from all reports is expected to play in the game on Sunday. So really not too much of a surprise there. Um, I I don't know, right? I I guess it wasn't too much of a surprise to me at this time. So that's really the latest with the injury reports for both teams. Again, you've got a couple guys that are certainly questionable. Fenton, if he is out, what impact that will have on the Chiefs defense remains to be seen. And uh, at least with Daryl Williams getting a limited practice in on Friday, I would expect to see him suit up against the Bills on Sunday. Now, other news of the day. On Friday, Brian Dable completed his interview to be the next head coach of the New York Giants, which if I were a betting man, I would predict that Brian Dable will become the next head coach of the Giants. Um, And that is because the Giants hired Joe Shane, assistant general manager of the Bills, to serve as their new general manager. Listen, this is a, um, when I say it's a good problem to have, right? You don't want those distractions. You don't want any of those pieces. I get it. But it means that you're having success. 
someone like Joe Shane certainly has deserved this opportunity and congratulations to him. Um, I've always got a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for the New York Giants. Uh, I live in the Albany area. The Giants used to do training camp at the University at Albany. Um, always enjoyed you know, that experience. Um, but in addition to that, if you defeat the New England Patriots twice in the Super Bowl, I, uh, I have a little bit of a soft spot for you as well. So if Joe Shane was going to go someplace for him to go to the Giants, I was happy to see. And I'm expecting that next domino to be Brian Dable becoming the next head coach of the Giants. And, and honestly, I was expecting Brian Dable to get a head coaching job during the, uh, the 2021 offseason. It didn't happen. I consider this a bonus year for his own personal development, but also that of Josh Allen and other offensive players with the Bills. And, and you know, if he gets that opportunity, good for him. What a testament to the Buffalo Bills and everything that they have done. Uh, and again, that is just my expectation at this time. I've got no information. You guys know I have no sources. You know, I go to Twitter. That that's my those are my sources that I that I take a look at. So that is certainly something interesting and something to monitor and to keep an eye on. So listen, as we go towards Sunday, um, I'm excited, I'm nervous. I'm 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 everything, right? I'm in a glass case of emotions, as Ron Burgundy would say. And it just you go through it. It's like kickoff cannot get here soon enough. Honestly, it's probably the reason why I'm doing this rambling podcast with you guys right now, just to uh just to talk about it a little bit, right? Just to really just share with you kind of where my head's at. And of course, I want to know where you're at as well. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Ant Marino. Find me in the comments section at Buffalo Rumblings, but let me know how you guys are feeling, right? I mean, again, kickoff can't get here soon enough, and uh, it will be that last game of the weekend. We'll know the outcome of the Bengals and the Titans and, you know, have an idea. Like if the Bengals pull off the upset, you know, the Bills could be playing for a chance to host the AFC championship game. But that's getting ahead of ourselves, right? You can, You don't look to that next step. You take care of that one. Certainly that is in front of you right now. So, but I do want to hear how you guys are feeling, you know, some folks weighing in on Twitter. I appreciate, um, you know, the, the feedback from them, um, Taylor to George with a great GIF. It just says, I'm scared. I'm nervous, but I'm so freaking excited. And that really sums it up. I think in a, in a perfect way, um, you guys know scarecrow here from, from Buffalo rumblings. I, I love his winging it segments that he does each and every week during the segment got a happy Mickey Mouse Jif, you know, riding the boat, ready to go. Um, he is certainly excited. One I can relate to comes from Playoff Mel, and I just appreciate this, kind of this woman there. And I'll retweet this one so you can see, and just the words anxiety <laughs> fills the space above her as you uh, as you head to kickoff on Sunday, and you just kind of get ready for that. But um, it is exciting to be in this position I think as Bills fans, you can revel in the victory over the New England Patriots is really right crossing one of those those names off the list that is uh, that has just been in your way for far too often. And now you get that opportunity with the Kansas City Chiefs and let's really see what can happen. I'm not going to make any predictions here. I'm not going to do any of those pieces. It's honestly you get to this point. It's just me throwing out some numbers and, and making some things up. And I'm not looking to do that right now, right? I'm just looking forward to the game to enjoy this and hope that the Buffalo Bills continue to play on their hot streak um, as they have been, right? Again, coming off of last weekend. 
Um, really two guys that I'm going to have an eye on in the game on Sunday. I guess I would call them my top two difference makers um, as we go through this. And I always appreciate the five players to watch segment that Sean Murphy does for us at buffalorumblings.com. Sean does a fantastic job with this. Um, you know, he has five guys or six guys, sorry, on his list. Um, and it's funny, my two guys, really, it's five, sorry. See, that's the point that I'm at right now. Five guys on his list um, that certainly are all worthy of of being those players to watch. And Josh Allen, Isaiah McKenzie, Ryan Bates, Matt Milano, and Dane Jackson. And of course, when you go up against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, you need everybody. Everyone is important, right? They're going to play a critical role. And I'm going to retweet this article out right now, too, so you guys can check it out and see the great work that Sean that Sean does here because it's definitely worth a read. But there's two guys for me that I look at as being these different makers. Josh Allen goes without being said, right? That's That's a no-brainer from that standpoint. On the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be Ed Oliver. You know, for me, that is the person that he is going to need to get that penetration up the middle. He is going to need to get the best of Creed Humphrey, my 2021 draft crush, and really establish himself as just the menace that he can be, right? We've seen Oliver have that breakout type season, and we're going to need to see more of that on Sunday. So on the defensive side of the ball, I just tend to think if things are working well for Ed Oliver, it's going to have that ripple effect for the rest of the defense. It's going to free up Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. It's going to allow your edge rushers and Gregory Rousseau and Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison and Boogie Basham to do what they do best. Harrison Phillips, who's been playing great, right? We've seen how those two have fed off each other. That's going to be fantastic. And of course, if he can create havoc in the backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs, that can make life easier for guys like Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Dane Jackson, and Levi Wallace. So for me, that most important defensive player on Sunday is Ed Oliver. I'm going to be looking at number 91, and that's my guy right there. On the offensive side of the ball, and it's crazy to think that I'm saying this from where we've been before, but it's Devin Singletary. And I have just been so impressed with the play of Singletary as of late since he has really become that top running back for the Buffalo Bills and what that's going to be. That's the most important person. And I say that, again, I'm not looking for him to dominate all of the touches on offense. I'm not looking for the Bills to run the ball more than they pass the ball, any of that. But if Devin Singletary can be effective out of the backfield, everything else on the offense can work because they'll have to respect the run, and if they don't, he's going to get those chunk plays or he's going to get those dump off passes. And once they have to start respecting him and what he's able to do, then that frees up everyone else. You can't guard everybody. You can't guard everybody. So if you've got Singletary doing the things that he's capable of doing, well, then what are you going to do about Dawson Knox or Stephon Diggs or Cole Beasley or Isaiah McKenzie or Gabriel Davis or Emmanuel Sanders? But in order for things to really work, Devin Singletary is going to be key. And I can't believe I'm saying it. If you told me this like eight weeks ago, that that's, that's the guy we'd be talking about is having the greatest effect, I would tell you you're crazy. I would tell you you're crazy. But as a fan, you can look at it and say, listen, flip, call me hypocritical, anyone, whatever it is. 
Devin Singletary has been the man as of late, and you just love to see it. You love to see his play. You love to see what he continues to do, and I'm happy for the young man as he's in year three of this season and just as he continues to take that next step. Right, We've seen it on a more consistent level from Dawson Knox this year, and that's great and fine, and it's fun. We see it with Ed Oliver, who I talked about before. A little bit later to the game for Devin Singletary, but I think in many ways, right, it just comes with that that vote of confidence of like, listen, you're the man. We are going to ride with you. When I was on with Big Newt last week, we talked about this. It's like a shooter in the game of basketball. You can't put him in, take two shots, then pull him out, put him back in a couple minutes later, take two shots, pull him out. Sometimes these guys got to get in a little bit of a rhythm. That's the best analogy I can make as it comes to Singletary, and I'm certainly here for it. So listen, it's been over 16 minutes. I've been rambling, touching base with you guys on everything. I just, uh, like I said, felt the need to record. I was going to write an article. I couldn't even collect my thoughts well enough to put it together, and I'm doing this on Friday night. I got two days until the game, but uh, it's always just good to connect with Bill's Mafia everybody at buffalorumblings.com. I appreciate you guys looking forward to the game. Thank you for tuning in to all of our shows, reading all the articles, everything that we do here at buffalorumblings.com. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And as always, go Bills.